on In Radio and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. I do quite a lot of award judging. I'd recommend it. It's quite a useful thing to do. It forces you to listen to things you'd otherwise not listen to, and you get a good whirlwind view of a particular sector or market that you'd otherwise not have got. This time, I've been judging a set of podcasts. By its very nature, that means you get to hear a wide range of things, because everyone, anyone, of course, can record a podcast. I mean, literally anybody. I mean, you're listening to this, right? Some of what I've heard has been a bit of a disappointment. If you've ever judged any radio awards, then you'll be familiar with what I mean. You can quickly get dispirited with the quality of the entries that you hear. But listening to a lot together, you notice a few patterns emerging. And I figured it might be useful to somebody if I were to point them out. First, length. If there's one overwhelming thing I'd like to remind podcast producers of, it's length. Bigger does not mean better. Make your podcast as long as it absolutely has to be and no longer. Then edit it down ruthlessly. Making a one-on-one interview podcast be almost two hours long, yes I did hear one, either means A, you don't care about your audience's time, which means you're stupid, B, you don't know how to edit audio, which means you're stupid, or C, you don't want people to listen to it, which means you're stupid. Don't be stupid. If you're wondering what the right length for a podcast is, Well, I can't tell you, but if you're wondering what the normal maximum length for a podcast should be, I'd probably tell you about 30 minutes. That's the average commute in most countries. Now, there are good reasons to make a podcast longer than that, and I like a well-produced, long-form interview too. But you're risking people abandoning your podcast if you go over an average commute length. Second, resetting and forward promotion. Because many podcasts aren't produced by radio people, these standard radio tips have been lost along the way. An excellent programme director I once worked for told me to remember that there are new listeners joining every day and it's my job to make them feel as welcome as possible and give them reasons to stick around. Your first sentence might be to explain what this podcast is about to help a new listener and to reinforce your brand with a current one. If you have an interview, tell me the guest first and why I should stick with you. This was a really fascinating interview with Richard Branson and I think you'll love it is not a sell. You'll learn why Richard Branson never wears a tie and his secret method of spotting a new business opportunity. Well, that might get me listening. And third, self-indulgence. Many podcasts are put together as a bit of a hobby, I understand that, and yes, they should be fun to put together, but just as self-indulgence can mean a two-hour podcast, self-indulgence can also mean too much banter, too many in-jokes, and a loss of focus. One podcast I heard started with a long, jokey discussion about what the hosts had for supper the previous evening. It was a television review podcast. Now, there are another four lessons for podcasters based on data rather than just my own hunches from NPR in the show notes. It doesn't just tell you how long a podcast should be. It also tells you what to do in it. Of all the pieces I share on Twitter, it was the most retweeted last week for good reason. I'm in Amsterdam next week for Radio Days Europe. I'm looking forward to seeing my old friends and meeting new ones. So if you're going, do let me know. James at crid.land is my email address. That's james at crid.land. Music for this episode was from the excellent Ignite Jingles, I-G-N-I-T-E jingles.com. And until next time, keep listening. <laughs>